Talking with Topher is sponsored by SlowdownClothing.BigCartel.com, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and NaturalBossNH.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 83333. What is happening, TWT fans? I'm so glad to be back. Uh, for recording purposes, this is October 26, 2021. But for you, well, it's November 4th. And the weather for that w- day is going to be mostly sunny and a high of 54. Let's see if that works out. <laughs> uh, I've been having a lot of fun with this weather thing. Uh, I'd have to say, so far, so good. I seem to be, uh, well, they seem to be getting it right. You know what I mean? I just find it to be fun to see how things turn out uh, in the future. Uh, So I want to start off by saying thank you. Thank you to everybody for subscribing, uh, liking, commenting, uh, checking out my sponsors. Super important. Um, It all keeps me coming back here week after week. Uh, subscribing definitely keeps me coming back week after week. And then, of course, uh, check out the sponsors, okay? Uh, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located in Seabrook, New Hampshire, uh, naturalbossnh.com, and, of course, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. All of that stuff. If you go, you support them, you are uh, keeping this podcast afloat. So I appreciate everybody who has gone to them and uh, made some purchases. Uh, I just talked to... uh, slow down and they were very thankful for the traffic that I've sent to them so I am very happy that this is all working out and I appreciate all of your support out there so thank you very much for all of that if you are new to the podcast though you need to be subscribing you need to be liking you need to be uh, hitting those alarms so you know when all the new episodes upload that's right that keeps me coming back here week after week so if you're not If you're watching this and you're not hitting that subscribe button, what are you doing? Subscribe. Whether you're watching or listening, hit that subscribe button, all right? That's the most important thing that you can do for me to keep me coming back here week after week. So do all of those things. And then um, if you want to get more involved with the podcast, all right, T-A-L-K-I-M with Topher at gmail.com. That's right, talking with Topher at gmail.com. And if you want to get some free merch, well, send your story in. Maybe you got a story that needs to be heard. Maybe you have a friend's story that needs to be heard. Well, send it on over to, to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com and make sure you put slow down in the subject line. I pick it out. I read it. I share it. I bring you on to the podcast. Any of those things happen, and you're going to get some free slow down merch. Super exciting. And then don't forget to follow me on social media that's right i am on instagram twitter snapchat tiktok and facebook again that is instagram twitter snapchat tiktok and facebook i upload new stuff all week every week and uh it's a great way to get some extra content so again instagram twitter snapchat tiktok and facebook and now with all of that out of the way this is a story episode i'm gonna try to tell as many stories as i can and we're gonna start off with some Halloween stories. Now, when I was a kid and I was going out trick-or-treating, I don't know if this is true today, 
because I don't get out there and uh, trick-or-treat anymore. I haven't since I was about 16, I think. Mm. I'm recording this in the morning. I'm still enjoying my coffee. Uh, But, yeah, so do you still have to check candy for razor blades and needles and I don't know, any other type of fun stuff that some psychopath decided to stick in the candy. Even when I was a kid, I was like, why do they do this? What joy does that bring the person that hides anything in candy for kids to hurt themselves? Even when I was a child, I thought that was weird. I mean... I don't understand. Okay, maybe maybe this comes from a, a point of view where I always felt like the people that you would want to hurt, and maybe not physically, um, in a sense, but just if you want to if you want to hurt somebody, right? You wanna you wanna physically hurt them. You want to emotionally hurt them. You want to embarrass them or any of those things. Um, don't you want to see it? And I know that might sound weird or cruel or uh, maybe wrong, but why would you want to hide something in something and then never know who you affected? I don't know. I just always felt that the whole thing was weird, but I was just curious if anybody out there still has to sift through the candy before. I think I've heard a couple stories of some stuff being hidden um, in uh some halloween candy over the last couple of years so i think i already answered my own question but why why do they want to do that why do they want to know that they put something in some candy and then they gave it to a kid but they never want to know if it hurt the kid i don't know i just find the whole thing to be really weird and i remember when i was a kid I mean, we would go out trick-or-treating, right? And I would have to say almost 50% of the time it was always raining. I mean, that's October, you know? That's how it always goes. We're, you get lucky if it's not raining, but if it is raining, it's always a shitty time. You're wet. You're wearing your costume, but then you're wearing rain gear over it. It's so annoying. No one really gets to see the costume, you got soggy feet by the time you get home, but at least you got that giant bag of candy, right? And then you get home, and you couldn't have a thing. Nope. Hand the whole bag over to mom and dad, and whatever you got in the morning is what you got. I mean, always so frustrating, and you knew I, at least I knew that they were taking some of the good stuff out, you know, but back then, and I lived in Massachusetts at the time in Lynn, um, it was something that was happening pretty regularly. Um, so I don't know if my parents ever found anything in any candy. I never asked them. I should have. Um, but yeah, super, cr- I, I just find it to be so frustrating. Why? Like, they go through so much trouble to hide bullshit in the candy, right? I mean, they got to unpackage it. They got to take the candy out. They got to stuff it in there. Then they have to put the candy back in and then reseal it. All 
so that they can mentally tell themselves that they brought somebody harm, but they never know if it came to fruition. Is that the word I'm looking for? I think so. Um, but yeah, I just I just think that's crazy. I think it's so crazy. But um, you know, uh, I was also like thinking about like the time that my dad brought me to this crazy, and I, I not just my dad, my mom, my sister, we all went. Um, my parents are still married. I don't know why I try to divide them. Isn't that weird? Um, but yeah, so. Uh, we would go trick-or-treating. We would go to haunted houses and stuff. And we went to this haunted house somewhere in Massachusetts. And I think I was about damn, eight or nine because we were still living in Mass at the time. So we didn't move out of there until I was 10. And this haunted house was so real to me as a... Eight or nine year old, mind you. So the imagination's running wild. Um, you 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 see things you think they're real. I have not been to this haunted house ever since. I think I heard a couple years ago it was still doing stuff, but I think that was before COVID. So I don't know if they're doing it anymore. I have to say that a lot of the stuff that I used to do. Before COVID, I don't do anymore. And it's not because I don't want to. It's because you start to realize what's important and what's not. And decorating the shit out of my house just is not important anymore. Um, You know, I used to get all the lights, the spider webs, the spooky noises, get all into it. I wouldn't really dress up for Halloween. Hell, half of the time I had to work. Um, But... No, I just don't do it anymore. We got like two strings of lights up and a silly little vampire minion. And, uh, but this haunted house scared the fuck out of me. I mean, they had like all kinds of shit. You were going through the house and there's people popping out of closets and chainsaw massacre happening in a room and all of these things going on. And I was just frightened and then my sister is just she's two years younger than I am so she was like just latched on to my mom and my dad's walking me around and we're going through stuff and uh, one of the last things I remember was like this plate and it had a head on it and the head was bloody and it's talking to you and then you see the guy standing in the background you know, standing over the body that he mutilated and cut the head off of and supposedly put on the plate. Now I know that that plate was up high because he was in the barrel and, you know, the body was fake. But when I was not eight or nine, that was real as fuck. And it scared the bejesus out of me. I still think of that haunted house today. I'm like, I wonder if that still holds up. But... It may not exist anymore, you know? Um, so I was thinking of all those things. I'm like, man, I don't know what happens these days. I missed, you know, the kid boat. I don't, I, I'm not on it. I don't have any. So I don't feel forced into celebrating any of this stuff anymore, which is weird, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I hope. 
that doesn't happen anymore because even when I was a kid, I was frustrated that people were doing that because I didn't get to go home and have candy. And if I did get to go home and have a couple pieces of candy, my parents would have to rip them the fuck open first and check them out. And it was so annoying to have that happening, right? Um, but let's see, a couple more stories that I've got. Is, uh, man, when I was uh, drinking and drinking heavily, and I think my timeline is right around this time, and it was, God, oh, I wish I could remember the exact time. I know, I'm sorry. I normally am all shaved up. I'm all cleaned up. I'm all, uh, you know, and right now the hair is growing wild. Everything's growing in. But because of uh, my schedule this week, I took some time off to go to jujitsu, um, stuff like that. I, I talked about that last week, but it was only yesterday to me. And, uh, yeah, so I got a full week of jujitsu. And the last thing you want to do, right, four days in a row, never done this before. It's going to be an exciting week. Um Get my diploma for my purple belt. Uh, actually, tonight. Yeah, tonight around uh, 6, 7 o'clock. So I'm very excited about that. We're going to do some open mat. Um, but, yeah, you can't shave. That's like a huge no-no. If there's anything I've learned uh, from doing jujitsu uh, and being on the mats is that you do not shave uh, before uh, you get on those mats because your face being exposed like that. I mean, you're not even supposed to shower three hours before you get on the mat. So I, um, I apologize for this, but it's just the way it has to be. And then once I'm done with jujitsu Thursday morning at Rick's for the first time in 13 weeks, um, I will be able to shave my face and uh, it's going to feel great because I'm definitely one of those people that like if you're not working and you're not um, doing stuff, the one thing that you can do for yourself, like if you're at work at home and everything is still at home, you won't send your kids to school, all that stuff is still going on. The one thing you can do for yourself is get up, shower, shave and shower, get cleaned up, get ready for your day. Even if you're not doing anything, I think it's super important to do all of those things. Um, but that's a, that's why I'm where I'm at right now. You know what I'm saying? You're probably like, oh, wow, he looks like shit. And you're, you'd be right. You'd be right. Um, but it's for a good reason, you know. Can't be shaving and going and rolling on the mats. It's just, it, it doesn't work out. I've done it. I've done it, and it's very painful. And you, I, every time I did it, I was like, God, why did I shave? You know, and then somebody wraps their fucking gi around your neck or, you know, slides their gi across your face. And you're just like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. And then the next day you're just red everywhere. So it's kind of like a layer of protection. So I'm just wearing it. Um, and I'm going to shave later this week. Uh, so let's see. It was, man, I want to say. It was between September and November of 2012. And um, I was drinking very heavily. 
we were living in Merrimack, but we were visiting friends, and I, ugh, I remember getting off of 89 and going north. Might have been Chichester. I might be completely wrong, but anyways, the location doesn't really matter. So we're at my wife's friend's house, okay, and... What I remember is we were there, we're drinking, we're having a grand old time. Uh, her friend's soon-to-be husband, so I think they were fiancé, it was her fiancé, were getting ready to get married. And we wound up at their place, because I think we started at her parents' place, drinking all kinds of partying going on, it was a great time. And then we wind up at their place, and we're drinking even more. And he is getting ready to get into the Army. I am just in a place where I don't know where I'm going in life. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm just, you know, working third shift. Uh, money's tight. I just keep fucking things up. Um, I just keep getting into trouble. Uh, for what exactly, I'm not sure. But uh, he is telling me about joining the Army, uh, getting into it, uh, what he had to do to get accepted. Um, and then he's telling me about the money, the benefits, and we are just putting back beers, playing video games, listening to music, and the girls are chit-chatting, and we're having a grand old time, and I have this great idea that I should join too. Like I'm going to be standing next to him in this journey. Um, like we're going to be like buddies, and we're going to do this together. Well, he's already been accepted. He's already gone through um, whatever that thing is that you do in the beginning. I don't remember. I don't know what it's called, um, but... I mean, just fucking hammered saying that I'm going to join the army. This is a great idea. And, you know, when you're only thinking about money and benefits, anything sounds like a good idea at any moment in time. And I went as far as talking to a recruiter at one point to see if this was something that would work for me. And I'm really glad that it didn't go much further than that because I am not built for the army. But this is what drunken thoughts get you. Drunken thoughts make you think you can do almost anything. And I almost joined the army when I was drinking. And... It's just not a place for me. I mean, yeah, I do jujitsu now, you know, but back then, no jujitsu. When you're when you're drinking, all kinds of stupid shit happens. You think, well, you think you can fight. You think you are. It gives you liquid courage, right? That's the liquid courage. You think you can fight. You can protect yourself you also think that you can do almost anything and in this case 
I thought I could join the army and get tons of benefits and make all the money that I'm missing out on and be able to provide for my wife and my family. And because back then, you know, when we first got married, I really did think by the time we were 35, we were going to have kids. I really did think that. Um, so I was worried about not being able to provide for more mouths. You know, I wanted to, to be in a place where I could provide. And even though I was drinking all the time, I was still, I still had thoughts of moving, you know, moving forward, uh, having a family and needing money and a stable job. And the rate that I was going, I was like, oh, maybe I won't be able to uh, do that at Walmart. But you also have to remember, at this time, I was on third shift as a maintenance overnight worker, which means I just took care of floors and cleaned the place. And that wasn't enough for me. I didn't see a way to move on from that. So I thought this was a really good idea. And uh, not only does it give you liquid courage and uh, make you think you can do almost anything, it also makes you think you're having a really great idea. And uh, luckily, it wasn't until like a couple days later where I realized this is not for me. And then my wife was like, I can't not have you around. And I was like, "Mm, yeah, I wouldn't be here, would I? She's like, no. You wouldn't be here. You probably wouldn't be stationed with him. You probably wouldn't be anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, you probably could wind up overseas. And I was like, oh, I didn't think of any of that when I was drinking. So, I mean, alcohol just made me think I could do almost anything. And that's that's it. That's it. That's I was so drunk and annihilated that he convinced me that I could join the army and have a full career in it and support uh, my family that I was thinking I was going to have uh, in the future. But, you know, here we are in the future. I'm turning 42 this month. Yeah, November 25th. Um crazy so crazy where does the time go man i am trailing off like i said (sighs) got a lot going on um i'm trying to put this together um but yeah that was no so now um you know i'm always in my own head I'm always worried about what's next. Uh, What's the next thing that I need to talk about? What's the next thing I need to do? What's the next project I need to start? Um, I did, uh, for a quick catch-up, I did get in my water bill. And I have to say that water's not as as expensive as I was anticipating. So to only see my uh, water bill go up 100 bucks was incredible. Incredible. I mean, I didn't know. I've never watered my lawn, and I know, whatever. But um, 
Yeah, I thought it was going to be like $600 for water. You're running it an hour and a half, twice a day, every day for two and a half months. And it only went up 100 bucks. So not bad, not bad. Um, you know, quick little update there. Um, let's see. You know, um, I was also one of those kids when uh, I would go out trick-or-treating. Um, I'm, I'm, I was one of those assholes that saw take one only, please, and I would dump the whole fucking thing into my bag. Um, you know, of course, with my friends egging me on and saying, yeah, yeah, take it all. And then um, does anybody I, – I heard that uh, there's beaning today where you would dump beans all over a front door or all over a car. Ah, oh, man. And I was like, why are they doing this? And then I started thinking to myself, wait a minute. I used to put bologna on cars, and that does not peel off. That literally tears paint off of vehicles. Um, I also used to egg houses. Um, and then there was toilet paper. So... I was like, why are they doing this? And then I was like, you know, you just start thinking. You're like, wait a minute. We did this. You did this. You know? Me. I. And times have changed, but certain things have not. They might use a different substance, but it's all the same shit. Go around. Slap a whole bunch of bologna on a fucking car. That's not coming off in the morning. Or you and your friends are like, yeah, and then you get eggs, you know. Put a whole bunch of eggs in the bottom of the thing before you friggin' jam out of the house. And then you just, bang. You're egging houses. I remember toilet papering. One of our own friends. Like, we, we toilet papered and egged our own friend's house. Which made no sense, but at the time, seemed like a good idea, you know? And none of this was when I was drinking, of, uh, of course. I mean, I, I, I was still trick-or-treating, so I couldn't have been more than 13 or 14. I think I stopped right around there. So it was getting close to the end, because, like, if you're out there toilet papering and egging and using uh, beans or whatever the new thing is today, well, then I think you're old enough to not be trick-or-treating, and I think that's where we were at. That's why, you know, you, you, you start off on this path, right? And this is for me. I don't know how many other people do this, but, you know, you're trick-or-treating with your parents, and then all of a sudden you get your very first year without your parents, and I don't even know if this happens anymore. Um, but then you're out there by yourself when you're like 13, 14. You know, the parents are like, yeah, just take your sister and go. So then you do that. And now you're out there with your friends. And that's when I stole the candy. And then you get a little bit older. Now you don't want to, you don't want your sister trailing around with me. So I, I'm like, no, 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 you go with your friends. I'm going with mine. And then. Now you're getting a little bit more destructive, you know, the egging, the toilet papering, and then eventually you hit, what, 14, 15, and you're done trick-or-treating because if you show up to a house, 
They're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you asking for candy, you punk teenager? Right? So, um, after that, I mean, I wasn't really causing any... I wasn't, I wasn't causing any problems and being destructive, but that's when I started getting into drugs and alcohol more consistently. So, you know, before, no drugs, no alcohol, maybe a little bit, um, but for the most part, it was just being a destructive teenager and, you know, vandalizing things. And, oh, you remember Doorbell Ditch? Did you ever do doorbell ditch? Oh, I used to love that. Run up three o'clock in the fucking morning. Bing bong. And then just run away. Sometimes there would be a flaming bag of poop. Other times it would just be the ditch. Just the ditch. And you'd run as far away as you could, hide in the bushes, so that you could peek through and watch them wake up. I don't know why I like that game so much. I found it to be really, really fun, though. I mean, it's just so many things we did when we were kids. I remember uh, one time, and this was it, this is so stupid, but it was snowing out. Um, you know, cars are driving. I'm walking home with my friend. He, you know, goes off to his house. Um, and then I, I'm walking past this house. This is the thing is why are we so stupid? But I'm walking past his house. I see a car coming down and I grab a rock and it wasn't a small rock. It was about yay big. And I grab that son of a bitch and I just toss it and it slams into the side of this white car's door, the driver's side door. And just dents the fuck out of it. And then the guy gets out of the car because he screeches to a halt. You know, stop. Screeches to a stop. Gets out of the car. What the fuck did you do? And by now, I'm already up the hill. So I'm running. I am running up this hill. My friend comes out of his house. He's like, what the fuck did you do? I run up the hill and I'm ghost i'm in the woods and i'm just running i don't even care where i'm going and i just run 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 and then i ditch behind something i hide myself in the snow and you know i I, i'm i'm still at a point of view where i can see the road so i can see if he gets back in his car and leaves and he does you know it takes probably about 15 20 minutes at least it felt like forever And then I watch him drive away. I wait to see if he spins back around. Of course he does. Who wouldn't? You know? And then I'm I'm coming back down the hill. And uh, I go home. My friend, of course, comes out of the house. He's like, why did you do? What did you do? You know? And then uh, we used to do all kinds of stupid shit like that. (sighs) I mean, I remember sitting out on his farmer porch roof. Firing off BB guns at moving vehicles. And I think back on these things and I'm like, man, I was such a destructive, stupid kid. 
slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell that? It's right here at the bottom of the screen or in the description below the video. But this website has got it all. They've got everything. All the best quality printed t-shirts you can handle along with winter beanies, winter sweatshirts. I mean, what more do you want? They got gloves for removing snow and snow blowing. I use them all year round. They are the best gloves ever. I love them for doing yard work and I love them for cleaning up snow. They are a perfect item for all your uh, work that you have to do around your house all year round. It's amazing. All the kid tees, they come out with new ones. They got long sleeve jerseys. Uh, they got the leggings. All of these items will help keep you warm this winter while we will be out there cleaning up snow. And I just, I again, I cannot say it enough. These t-shirts are amazing. The quality is amazing. The colors are amazing. And the fact that they can go uh, a wash after wash without losing their print or colors is just incredible. But you can only get this stuff here at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell it? It's right here at the bottom of the screen or the link is in the description below the video. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Ring, where we are open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And you feel free to give us a call 603-814-4171. We have got it all. I've been saying it forever now. That's right. You looking for disposables. You looking for flavors. You looking for menthol. We've got it in stock today. Our Escobar disposables are amazing. I love these things. They are 2,500 puffs for 25 bucks. You buy three, it's 70. What a great deal and so many puffs to give. Um, our devices, the IPX80, the Nord 4. The brand new um, G-Priv. All of those devices are in stock today. And come in and get them, right? Come and get them. And other things that we have. Look at this right here. Escobar, Delta 8. I've got Moon Men, Delta 8, disposables, cartridges made by Effects. Great. Delta 8. I've also got pre-rolls. Delta 8. I got CBD. We carry everything. So if you're looking for CBD or Delta 8 or maybe just some way to get off of those cigarettes, come on in today to New Hampshire Vape Gallery located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Ring, where we are open seven days a week from 10.30 to 8 p.m. And you can always give us a call to see if we have something in stock, 603-814-4171. And as always, I look forward to seeing you there.
NaturalBossNH.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. I love this website. I still use the hand sanitizer religiously. And you can get some now. It's on sale for $3 a bottle. Best hand sanitizer I've ever used. And I like the way it makes my hands feel. I like the fact that my hands are clean after using it. And it keeps me a little bit safer from the flu and COVID. Um, You can get some salve for your dry skin. Maybe you got a beard that's all over the place, need some cleaning up, get yourself some beard oil. Their lip balm is amazing. I love it and got to get myself some more because I used all mine up this summer. I've been using it all year round. My lips are always dry and the winter tears them up and this stuff keeps them from cracking. So I can't wait to get some more. Um, And then, of course, they got their foot and body soak, which is just amazing. It can take those stressful days and just melt them away and have a nice evening and a good soak. And then you're all set. You're relaxed. And now you're ready for tomorrow. It sounds amazing. That's because it is amazing. But you can only get these products from naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Buy one or all five of these products today. All right. Well, I, I'm going to see it's still October when I'm recording this. So I have a lot of thoughts about um, Halloween and, uh, you know, being drunk and ruining uh, so many nights. Have you ever been so drunk where you... Like, I would wake up in the morning, right? And I'm like, oh, oh, what did I do? What happened? And this happened so many times. And one of the times that it happened, I, uh, well, I was with a friend. I was with my girl at the time. And I think there was somebody else there. I feel like there was four of us. And we all went to Salem, Massachusetts. And it started off as most of my drinking days and nights went was really good. We got into Salem. Um, I, I, I had, I mean, we had smoked pot beforehand because you can't do what you can do now, which is probably smoke pretty freely uh, almost everywhere. You know, pot was not looked at the same. I'm not exactly sure what year this was. It was early 2000s, so it could have been 2001, 2002, somewhere around in there. But we're all in Salem, and, you know, uh, we're walking around. We're checking out the sites. I've got, like, 15 nips in my backpack. Um, You know, I also brought, you know, of course, my trusty back pocket buddy of VSOP. And we're walking around, and we're checking stuff out, and, you know, it's starting to get dark, and all the haunted rides are, you know, doing their thing. You can, I, I we see this boat, um, you know, and in the water, and it's got lights flashing and stuff like that. And, and it turns out to be a haunted boat. And I was like, oh, let's go to the haunted boat. 
That's so cool. I've never been on a haunted boat before. So you got to walk out on the dock and get to the boat, and then you you get up onto the boat and um, come out. Come, you know, you go you go in the boat. And I don't know if you've ever walked around a boat. Like I've been on a cruise, and when you walk around in the in the I don't know if you call it common area or whatever, but you know when you're going back into your room, it's got like a lift and then the top because of where the door is. So you have to like step up and duck. Well, there was a bunch of that because they were having us walk through like control rooms and all these like areas where you normally would not be on a boat. So you're like going through the whole thing and then somebody like jumps out at me and I fucking turn around real fast and smack my face you know, so that upset me, and whenever I got upset or in pain, I would drink more, of course, because that makes it feel better. Um, and we go through the whole boat. It was just really neat. I've just never been on a haunted boat. We also went to, like, this, like, museum of old... I don't know if it was a museum, but they had it set up like a museum, and you would walk through, and it was, like, all the horror movie uh, costumes and stuff like that. Really, really fucking cool. And, uh, so we get off the haunted boat. It was, it was, it was so cool. I don't know if they still do a lot of this stuff. They probably do. I just haven't been down in so long. Um, but you know, uh, everybody's starting to get a little hungry. I'm not eating because I'm drinking and that's the way I did it always, which is probably half of the friggin' problem of why I would have so many blackouts. Right. And, uh, so we go and uh, they get some food. I'm not eating. Um, and then the streets start getting crowded. You know, it's getting late. Uh, it's dark. You know, it's it's Halloween in Salem. And uh, I think all the nips are gone. Half the bottle's gone. And I'm going to tell you what I remember. And I'll tell you what they told me after. Um, but what I remember is, is walking around and then for some reason, I'm yelling and screaming at a telephone pole and then I'm out in the middle of the street and I'm like spinning like a top for some reason, yelling and screaming. And all I can see is a crowd of people spreading out around me, you know, basically getting away from me because I'm a fucking acting like a psycho. And then I remember waking up in my bed. Or was I on the couch? Doesn't matter. I was at home. And of course, I wake up. What happened? Shit. Shit. What did I do now? So many times have I woken up like this. You would think, as a person who doesn't do this, You'd be like, hey, you didn't notice you had a problem after, I don't know, the third or fourth time? Why did it take you a hundred times before you realized that you have an issue? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. That's the addiction. Because when something like this would happen, it would be like 24, 48 hours I would go without drinking. And then I'd be back on it. 
because, you know, that first 24 hours, you feel, well, I was also in my 20s, so not too bad. It was an easier recover than when I was in my 30s. Um, and, you know, you just get back into it. You're like, oh, I'm not going to drink. I'm going to stay away from it this time. You'd have a bad day at work, come home, boom, you're drinking again. Thought you weren't drinking. Ah, fuck it. Who cares? I'm drinking. So I wake up. I go and talk to uh, my girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, what happened? And she's like, oh, my God, you don't remember, do you? I'm like, no. No, I don't remember. What happened? So she tells me that, you know, we're walking, we're talking. There was something about getting more alcohol, but we couldn't because we're underage and we're not supposed to be drinking anyways. Or maybe I was just of age, but you weren't supposed to be drinking in public. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. If it was 2001 or 2003, between those years, then I was definitely 21. So it was probably about getting more booze, but I was too drunk to get served. Who knows, right? I can't remember that part of it. What she tells me is, is we're getting into this argument. I'm fighting with my friends. I'm fighting with her. And then I walk into a telephone pole. I walk into the telephone pole. So I start punching the telephone pole, yelling and screaming at the telephone pole. Um, somehow tripped and like fell towards the street, bumped into somebody got up, start yelling and screaming at that person. They get out of the way. Now I'm in the middle of the street, in the middle of Salem, Massachusetts, with hundreds of people around yelling and screaming like a complete fucking psychopath. I don't remember what I was yelling and screaming about. She was like, it was, it was, it was a little vague anyways. And then... I guess all the yelling and screaming subsided. Somehow they calmed me down. They sat me down. And once I calmed down, I passed out. I passed out. In the street in Salem. Probably like on the sidewalk or whatever. You know what I mean? Feet in the street, butt on the curb. Passed out. My friend had to pick me up. They had to drag me to the car, put me in the car, and then they actually went back to the streets. Left me in the car. That's fair. That's fair. But this is where my brain goes now. Not then, now. They start putting a couple things together because this is the same friend that when I got into a fight with this girl and left her house, he didn't follow me. So something in my drunk brain told me to turn around and find out what's going on. And that's when I went back up the driveway and saw those two making out. And then I beat the shit out of them. So I have a feeling that this is when they started feeling a connection because who wouldn't? Who wouldn't at this time, right? My, uh, she's probably like, my boyfriend is a fucking psychopath who will not stop drinking, who keeps doing this. 
We keep getting into fights about it. You just helped me throw him in the back of the car. And you're amazing. You've just drank as much as he has, and you're not a psychopath right now. So my, I, I start thinking, I'm like, right now, right now, like in this moment that I'm having with you, I start thinking that this is probably when they made their connection. You know? I'm like, shit, this makes so much more sense because when they started making out it was a couple years later, you know, 2003, 2004. So, I was like, oh my God, I never saw this when I was drinking. I never made this connection. Now, all the times that they were hanging out without me makes more sense. All the times that I would come back home and then he'd be there. But I, what, what are you doing here? Oh, I just, I stopped by to see you, bro. But you weren't here, so I figured I'd just wait it out, you know? Because her mom and dad were really cool. And they didn't give a shit who showed up. It was one of those houses where you could just, like, show up, smoke pot, and hang out. And the, it wasn't really a big deal because as long as they, you were doing it under their roof, they knew where you were. One of those type of houses. But they wouldn't let you get so shit-faced. Like, the woman that I just recently heard about that, uh, what, what was it? She was, she was having underage kids, like, party at her house. She... Uh, actually bought them all the booze, and then when they were all fucked up, she was having them fuck each other. Crazy. Look into that story. It's wild. Um, but so I started making, I started thinking about this story today, and it made me realize that that's probably when a lot of that stuff started happening, you know? Because who's not going to bond over something like that? You know, I just, I don't put it, I don't, I don't blame them is what I'm saying. And I, I used to blame them. I used to be angry enough to blame them. Why? It's your own fucking fault, dude. You're the one yelling at both of them. You're the one that's making them both feel like a fucking piece of shit. You're the one that's punching telephone poles or light poles and fucking yelling and screaming in the middle of the street around hundreds of people. And then you're the one that passed out. And had to be tossed in the back of the fucking car. You know, so you didn't, like, you know, whatever. So how are they not going to bond over that? You know, she was probably too hysterical to drive. So I can understand how that all happened now. And it all makes a lot more sense to me. But at the time, I was angry at both of them. And I was like, this is bullshit. So she tells me they pass out, um, you know, and then they, then of course they gotta, you know, bring me home, drag me in, um, and then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, what happened? And then she tells me all of that, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, you know, but it didn't keep me from drinking, but I definitely ruined that Halloween. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, you know, on a real. On a on a on another note, you know, I mean, drinking in general basically ruined a big part of my life. Um, it takes a long time to figure out your addictions, and uh, when you do figure it out, it'll it's gonna be great. You know, you'll finally realize that none of the shit that you're doing is important, and staying 
off of whatever's ruining your life is what's important. And I think that's more of what it is. If it's ruining your life or if you are having problems, then it's time for it to go. It's time for it to go. It's time for a reevaluation of your life and figuring out what you're doing. So I'm always the person that's, I'm always in my head, right? So just, just, just now, I was just talking to my wife because we're, she's getting ready to do insurance. And I was like, oh, well, what's going to be the better, you know, payout? And She's like, I, I, not the better payout, but I was looking for something that would have long-term disability benefits. That's what it is. Unfortunately, the insurance and all this other shit will only cover so much, and it'll only go so far. And if she does need knee surgery, she's going to be out for quite some time. So I'm always in my head trying to figure out how to get ahead of this shit. And I think Aflac or something else will be the only way we can go. But you have to be with them for a little bit. So I'm trying to get her to talk to the doctors and maybe see if we can get an estimated time of when they think, you know, this would have to happen. But this is where I always go. I'm always in my head. Um... And I have a hard time getting out of my own head. You know, I'm always worried about the future, even though I have no control over what's actually going to happen in the future. But I'm always trying to prepare for it, right? And that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to get to the point where when this happens, if it happens, you know, it's up to the doctors, it's up to everybody else. But she, she brought it home to me. And now I'm like, oh, how do we get ahead of this? How do we make sure this doesn't happen? How do we make sure that we're fully covered when it does happen? But I can't always try to fix a problem that hasn't happened yet. And I've got to learn that being in my head and going over these things so many times as just that stinking thinking because stinking thinking brings you back to drinking. That's just the way it is. So I am giving myself anxiety. I am giving myself a headache over something that hasn't even happened yet. Something that may not happen for years to come. They've already said she's too young to operate on right now, which Makes no sense to me. If you're young, isn't that the time to operate on you so you have a better chance of healing? But hey, I'm not a doctor. So we go over all this. She shows me everything, and I'm like, okay, we'll just stick to what we got. You got this, and we'll, when the time comes, we'll, I was like, so, and this is what I said to her. I said, go to your doctor, right, because she has an appointment. I said, ask them, when am I not going to be too young? Or how long before these injections don't work anymore? What are we looking at for a time frame here? Now, I don't know if they can give her a time frame, but in my mind, they can, right? Because that would be easy and better. 
But I'm like, if they can give you a time frame, then we will get Aflac one year before that time frame. You know? Put Aflac in, and then boom. If it does go down, we're fully covered. But why am I giving myself so much anxiety over something that is not going to be happening for so long? And if you're a person like I am where you're just in that, that thought, you know, you're in your head, you can't get out, you're going something over and over and over and over and over again, and then you give yourself so much anxiety that the only way to calm down for me would be to drink. Well, I've got to learn to stop doing this, right? Why am I preparing for something that's not happening? Why am I worried about something that's not happening? I don't know. I don't know. So that was one of the reasons why I started this podcast was because I was in my own head during the pandemic, during the very first lockdown, not knowing what I was going to do, but knowing that all the liquor stores were wide open while everybody else was closed. So I had to get out of my head. And the only way for me to do that is to say my thoughts out loud. And I felt like keeping myself accountable for my thoughts and being able to share my thoughts with people, with you, would help me from all of it. Now, the answer is yes, it's helped me from... It's kept me from drinking. It's kept me from a lot of things, you know. Expressing myself on this platform has been one of the most therapeutic things I've ever done. But not everybody is capable of doing this. Um, but we all have to get out of our own heads. We have to. I got to do it more. I mean... Look at how much anxiety I had about letting my dogs out on the lawn. That doesn't happen anymore because now they're out there and I'm super happy with life. <laughs> so happy. You know, but it's just like the water bill, you know, didn't even turn out to be as much as I thought it was going to be. So it's like I always find a way to worry or paint the worst case scenario, but at the end of the day, it's never as bad as I make it out to be. There's been a few times where I prepared for the absolute fucking worst, and it has definitely happened. Don't get me wrong. It has worked in my favor a few times. And I do feel like preparing for the worst and having a much better outcome is good. I do, but at the same time, you don't want to give yourself so much anxiety or worry about something so much that it drives you back to what was ruining your life. And that's what I'm trying to battle right now. That's one of my little battles I'm in because I've been worried about this surgery that she may have to have someday. And what's going to happen if 
recovery time is six months. You know, that's a long time to be out of work. So it's just things like that. Like we all need to relax and 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 not go to the worst case scenario and not give ourselves anxiety about things that haven't happened. I was worried about my knee. So I wasn't sure how my knee was going to hold up in jujitsu. It's fine. Just got to do what I can. And I do, and I, I don't do what I can. So I know this is a, I know this one's a little bit off and I was trying to tell some good stories, but I just want everybody to understand that whatever you're dealing with in your life, um, you know, no matter how bad it gets, I don't think it's really as bad as we make it out to be in our own minds. And to get out of your head, let someone else in. You know, if you're sitting on an issue and you just keep going over it and over it and over it and it's causing you anxiety, it's causing you stress, it's causing all of this shit. Throw like throw it at somebody. Somebody that you know and trust. You I I believe you can talk to them, right? I've got friends that I can tell anything to. Now, not everybody does, so I understand that. But if you've got anybody that you can talk to and you've got something that is just driving you crazy, get it out. Tell someone else. It doesn't matter if they have criticism or they laugh or they think you're silly or what. If it is driving you, I don't know, crazy, mad, uh, all of those things together, enough to possibly make you backtrack on what you're staying away from or your addiction, you need to get it out. You got to get it out and you've got to let somebody else kind of look at it. You know, they might have some good feedback. But don't get upset with the reaction that they give you because if you feel comfortable enough to tell them, then you should feel comfortable enough with their reaction to it. So, and that's what I'm doing. You know, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from telling everybody this shit. And I'm not telling it because I... I'm telling this shit because this is the stuff I need to get off of me. These are the things that I've been thinking about. These are the things that I'm dealing with in my life. You know? And these are the stories from where I came. And I think people need to know about this shit. Because you're not alone. None of us are alone. If you're going through something right now, somebody else has gone through it as well. We're all sharing the same experience. The only difference is, is where we're at. You know? You could be living with your parents. 
You could be living here. You could be living there. You could be 50. You could be 30. You could be... When I'm putting this out there, you could be anybody. I don't know. But I know that I'm reaching some people. And that is the most important part of what I'm doing. You know, my wife says that, well, isn't the most important part of all of this the fact that you're dealing with your own shit? Maybe. But I could just do this and then save the video. And then I've gotten it off my chest and I'm done. I think the most important part of all of this is helping everybody. Anybody. Anybody. If I can help anybody stop from doing anything that I've done, then then it makes it all worth it. But crazy times, man. Crazy times. But those are my couple little stories and... This is basically where I'm at. I got a lot going on. I'm really worried about my knee. Uh, I got doctors. I mean, I'm not really worried about it, but I am. You know, I just don't want anything to really go wrong. But I got a doctor's appointment for that. You know, my gastrologist retired. That sucks. My wife's got her shit going on with some knee stuff. And, you know, I just think... If you are young enough and you're doing stupid shit right now, all of that stupid shit catches up to you. The way that you feel in your 20s is not how you're going to feel in your 40s. And I'm not saying this to, like, scare people or, oh, whoa. No, I'm telling you this because when I was in my 20s, I was like, I'm going to feel fine. I'll be the same fucking person in my 40s. First of all, no, I don't. Second of all, so glad I'm not. Right? I'm just, like, so glad that I am not the same person. I am so glad... That I changed. And we all need to change. If you're not changing and growing, well, you're probably dead. You know? Same with learning. But, so I believe the most important part of this podcast is getting it out there and hoping that I help at least one other person stay away from whatever addiction uh, they're dealing with Maybe give you an idea of where other, you know, we're not alone, I think is the basic gist of this. We're not alone. We're all going through some crazy shit in life in general. Never mind what almost the last three years where shit has really gone downhill. People are really stressed out and. People are on edge. I mean, we got students beating up teachers. We've got people getting out at traffic stops and freaking the fuck out on one another. You know? We got all kinds of stuff going on, and I truthfully do believe it's because of everything that's going on right now. And 
without getting too much into it, I feel like we all need somebody to talk to. So, whether it's a shrink or a therapist or your friend, your mom, whatever. If you've got somebody that you can dump your thoughts onto, do it. Get it out. Stop being in your own head. And that's what I'm working on right now. I need to stop being in my own head, which is why I had a full conversation with my wife, and then she let me know that I'm being a little silly. And that's okay. That's the type of stuff that you're going to have to be ready to take on. You know? They might call you silly. They might say, yeah, what are you doing? But you got to be able to take that, you know? And then, hopefully, getting whatever is keeping you in your head, getting it out will help you understand it more, you know, face it a little bit easier, and give you some outside attention. You know what I mean? Like another look. It's always good to have other people look at your shit, you know? It's just like when you're... I've lost things, and I'll be looking and looking and looking, and I can't find it, I can't find it, I can't find it. And then I'll just ask my wife, hey, did you see this? And she'll be like, yep, it's right here. But I couldn't see it. You know? Got to get out of those moments, okay? Use the people around you to get out of those moments. And so November... I always do a five-day water fast. I always do one in November. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to give my dates right now. Uh, we are, I'm going to do November 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13. Okay? That's five days water fast. Yes, I do this twice a year. I really wish I could get myself onto a 14-hour intermittent fasting every day, but one day I'll get there. But if you want to join me on a five-day water fast, it's going to be November 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. I accidentally did this back in April when it was supposed to be May, so I always do November and May. I fubooed at the beginning of this year, but that's okay because I'm still doing it. Still doing it in November. Uh, so if you want to join me, send an email over. Let me know you're joining me. If you want to know what I do during a five-day water fast is I uh, still take my supplements, okay, because I don't want any of that to break down. I will have black coffee only, no cacao butter, no MCT oil, and water, 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 water. So I am going to still take my supplements. I am going to still drink coffee and nothing else but water for five days. Who's with me? Huh? Who's with me? All right. So, five-day water fast starting November 9th. Let's 
do this. I will remind everybody just before it happens. So you'll be hearing about this one more time. I can't wait to see the emails. I hope more people join this time. I did have one person join me last time. I'm hoping for a couple more this time. All right. So five-day water fast starting November 9th. And I just thank everybody, as always, for watching, listening, subscribing, all of that stuff. I really, really do appreciate it. It keeps me coming back here week after week, and I hope that shows you how much I appreciate all of you. All right? Um, If you are new to the podcast, please remember to subscribe. If you are watching, listening, why are you not subscribing? It's the only thing I'm asking you to do. It's literally free for you. Cost nothing. You click that subscribe button and you move on with your day. All right? So click it, subscribe. I thank you in advance. Don't forget, if you want to know when all the new podcasts upload, hit the alarms, set the alarms, and then give a thumbs up for the videos. Okay? Give a thumbs up for the videos. Share, rate, review, and comment. All right, make friends in the comments. It all helps push this thing closer to, I don't know, a top somewhere. It puts it out, and it actually does help it uh, get publicly known uh, because it starts showing up more and more. So if you could do that for me, that would be great. I greatly appreciate it, but if you can do the bare minimum for me and just subscribe, okay? All right. And then, of course, if you want to get more involved with the podcast, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's right. Talking with Topher at gmail.com is the official email of the podcast. And if you want to get more involved, that's where you need to be sending your, your emails to. And then, of course, if you want free merch, yeah, free merch, you need to be telling me a story, right? Your story, somebody else's story, put slow down in the subject line and send it over to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. You will get an opportunity to get some free merch if I read your story or maybe even bring you on the podcast, okay? I got Zoom capabilities. I got all kinds of stuff right now. I'm working on so much uh, because of all of you out there subscribing and watching, and I appreciate it, and I want... I'm hoping that you all see this in the production value that I keep putting into this podcast every week because um, I just really do, you know, I really do appreciate all of you uh, for sticking with me and, uh, you know, watching every week. It's, it's amazing to me. Follow me on social media, all right? I'm out there. I'm on it. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go follow extra content throughout the week, almost every day of the week. And uh, it's just a, it's just a great place to it's always nice to get new followers on Instagram and Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok and Facebook. So go there, follow. I appreciate it. I hope everybody enjoys their Thursday. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. And I will talk to you later.